0: I begin with a verse of my own, and that sets the ground for my talk. Vikasanti Nijayireva Swarakushpai Samarachita Vagvadhu Kalpavadhar Yaha Aho Dohada Chitrata This is um, the words of my own composition. The meaning is to this effect and it introduces the topic that will set the frame for my talk which is the Dohada Kriya that is very important in Sanskrit of Poetics. Uh, Vagvadhu Saraswati We know that there is something called the Dohada Krama. There are particular activities by which each tree can be made to flower even out of its flowering season. For example, the Ashoka is said to flower when a beautiful woman goes and kicks it with her feet. But what is the Dohada for this Kalpavallari, this Kalpalata called Saraswati? Vikasanti Mijayayava Swarapushpai Samarchita. What is ironical is that is, can there ever be a tree that will bear more flowers if you worship it with its own flowers? We take Swaras and Shaptas that are Saraswati's flowers, they are her output. And as we adore her, as we engage in poesy and kavya, and as we worship Saraswati with words, we see that there is a blossoming of more words. Therefore, the Kasamti Nijay Raivas Aho Having to cover the Vanaspata Vaibhavam right the floral riches of the Bharatakhinda of the subcontinent in an hour stock or in an hour and a half stock is like asking somebody to plant all these botanical specimens of the country in a 30 by 40 site. However, I will try and give you a short introduction to the botanical riches of the country, not in the from the description as would be made by a botanist, but from the eye of the kavis and the mahakavis My act is a little bit like Kali would say. Uh, this verse, which is uh, found in commentaries of the uh, Kumarasamhabar, and uh, also found in the commentary of the tells us about the Doha delity. What the Dohada ritual is about is that these trees can be made to flower outside their season by performing certain acts upon them. Let us look at this verse.. <laughs> Pādā kādāda shokat tila kya pura bhaktav mīkṣa nā linga nābhyāṁ Sthrī nāṁ sparshāt Priyam Guru Vikasati Sthrī nāṁ sparshāt Priyam Guru Vikasati Bapu laha sīdha ganduṣa sekāt Vikasati Bapu laha sīdhu ganduṣa sekāt Mandaro, Nermavakya, Mandaro, Nermavakya, Pardubri du Hasana, Chambaco, Vatravata, Pardubri du Hasana, Chambaco, Vatravata, Chudo, Vatravata, Chudo, Gita. Let us look at what it means. The Ashoka tree flowers when it receives a gentle kick. Why should the kick be gentle so that the maid will be able to kick again? If you kick a tree very hard, like the leg will go. The Tilaka plant of tree flowers just when it is gazed at, Kurabakar, Kura the Kurabakar plant, it uh, bursts forth in flower when it is embraced. Srinam's Parashat, Priyangu. the Priyangulata Latha, bursts forth with blossom when it is just touched by woman. Vikasati Bakula, Sridhu Gandusha Seekar, the Bakula plant bursts into flower when it is irrigated with fragrant wine, not when well poured from a watering can but when it is fat upon the plant. Mandāo dharmavākya All that the mandara needs to blossom is that someone speak to it sweetly. Patumruddhu basanāthi champako The champaka will flower if somebody smiles or laughs in front of it. Vaktavāta chuto The mango plant will well flower when the breath of a woman falls upon it. Geetā uh, nameru The nameru plant will uh, where flower when somebody sings melodiously in front of it. Puro narthanaatil karnikara. The karnikara plant will bear flower and somebody dances in front of it. If only this talk had happened in the auditorium that SSMRV College used to have ten years ago, I would have been able to do a small chamakara. I repeated the line um, I have been able to tell you that I have made a chamatkara because in the old campus of SSMRU that used to be at JT Nagar first phase, just after the entrance there was both a, a chuta tree, a mango tree, and a nameru tree, and the nameru bears a few flowers even in this season. I could have tried and convinced all of you that it flowered because I said, Gita because and I sang it. And uh, having looked, at the Dohada Kriya as described by, as practiced by the Kavis and as described by the Kavami Mamsakas, let us look at some of the beautiful trees and plants as described in Sanskrita Vanaspata Vaibhava. The first plant that I choose is one that is found all over the subcontinent in various forms. There is the Sita Shok Shoka, there is the Swarana Shoka, there is the Rakta Shoka. The Ashoka could very well be something that is a thread running through the epics and the smaller kavyas and stories. The first verse that I have chosen is a description of Wali. It is from the Valmiki Ramayana Kishkindakanda. Mm. Shorn it at all your visaway. शोक इवानिलो she the शोक इवानिलो it at all this is a description of what happened after Vali fell. Rama shot his arrow from behind the Saptasaras and Athar Ukshitaha showed Toya to you, Supushpitashoka Iva Anilodha Dha Vicheletano Vasavasunu Vasavasunu means the son of Indra it is a name for Vali Vasavasunu Ahave Ukshitim Gata In the battle Vali fell he reached the ground How did he fall? Ukshitata Shonika Toya Visrava Supushpitashoka Iva Anilodha Like an Ashoka tree in full blossom that was uprooted by the strong wind Vali fell and it looked with with all the blood flowing all over him Vali looked like uh, Ashoka in full blossom He uh, he lost consciousness and fell in the battlefield the next verse is a very peremptory verse. We find that uh, Shudraka doesn't seem to have any patience in describing natural beauty and such things. He, is, he only wants his story to go on and he wants to describe the social events of his time. So there are very few descriptions of nature, very few botanical references, and they are passed by very peremptorily. So this it looks like he's almost reluctant in giving such a verse. <laughs> So, this Ashoka tree, he is resplendent with his uh, flowers and new sprouts. He looks like a soldier in the middle of the battlefield. The soldiers who are engaged in battle are covered with blood. So, the Ashoka, which is covered with red flowers, looks like... Uh, uh, and soldier in battle and this is almost a cliche usage and it looks like his heart is not in it at all. Some other names of the Ashoka are themselves uh, informative about the features of the tree. One of the names of Ashoka is Kankeli, we don't know what that means, it, is, it could be a term. Other interesting names of the Ashoka include Kanta Charana Dohada, which means that a tree which has its Dohada, which flowers upon me. Uh, touched by the foot of a woman, another verse. Uh, so this, this painting is interesting, this particular painting is from a collection at the Royal Botanical Gardens at Kew in London, uh, it is called the Jones Collection, <coughs> the name very familiar. The, the botanical name of uh, the Ashoka plant as we know it today is Saraka indica or Saraka Ashoka, there used to be an old name and I will refer to that in a moment. This is the verse from the Kumara <coughs> Sambha, it says, uh, this is in the context when Kama is trying to disturb Shiva's penance. Asuta satya kusumanya shoka. Asuta satya kusumanya shoka. Skandha prabritya vasapallavani. Asuta satya kusumani, ashoka her, skandha prabhitya vasapallava rani. Padena na paikshata, sundari nam samperkamashin so, when Ashoka and the <clears throat> spring season were both helping Manmatha um, in his creating mischief and in disturbing Shiva's penance, Ashoka was all ready to flower and he started wearing flowers not just from the top of the branches but from all over his trunk, from every skandha from the trunk of the tree itself he bore fruits and if you go and see an ashoka tree you find that it's not just at the end of the branches even from the uh, stem if uh, the botanist here they would call it colline flowering, flowering right from the stem you can see such flowering happens and uh, because ashoka was so keen to help both vasanta and uh, manvatha he did not even wait for his usual dhoha, the normally he would Charge you this pound of flesh he would want, made, made it to come with her leg tied with the beautiful nupura and the tinkling of the nupuras, she would have to come and kick him. But he didn't wait for any of that and he burst forth into flower. Now, uh, could anybody guess whose picture that is? It's not Kalidasa. <laughs> <laughs> well, i give you a clue in the talk. So uh, that is uh, the orientalist William Jones and I thought it was appropriate that for someone who had great regard for Kalidasa, and who also gave this name to the Ashoka tree. The g- generic name of Ashoka used to be Jonesia Indica earlier, because uh, it was named for him. And now he called it uh, Saraka Ashoka, Saraka Indica. So that picture is from the Jones collection, and that is William Jones. So I think uh, had taught us that we must always give citation to previous scholars, and we must respect the poor Muslims. And even if it be a William Jones, we should mention him one last very beautiful verse from a source that uh, others may not be very familiar with the uh, Mahakavya's references to plants Pantitas, and those who read the text may be familiar with, this I thought was a singularly beautiful poem from a less known Kavya called the Yatra Prabandha of Samarapubo Adikshita who was the son of the genius of the 16th, 17th century, 11th He This is from a Varnana. He says, Kam Kamalekshanana anghrehe pranitaapun hapehe nipiitha vaman pravalaan vyavadishya rakshan spashtam vithele vijapadapatvam what is uh, uh, what is an indicator of great poets is that they don't merely tell us about the Vastu of the poem they give us encyclopedic education about so many other things he starts by saying spashtam vithele Kankeli salah vijapadapatvam the kankeri tree Uh, The Ashoka tree lived up to its status of being a Padapa. What does Padapa mean? Padapa means a tree. Now, the uh, Nirvachana of Padapa is that which drinks through its feet. Padaptham, Padayi, Vipatiti, Padapa. So, since the tree puts forth roots and it draws nourishment through its roots, it is called a Padapa. Now, here Samarapundra Dikshita says, as compared to all the other trees, whether they are Padapas or not. This Ashoka today has proven that he is a Padhapar. How has he done that? Kamkeli saalaha kamalekshanam anghrehe pranitapurhatehe nipitaha laksham Vapadishya, pravadanu vaman spashtam vija padhapattvam viteve. What he does is when those maidens kick him with their feet and their feet are decorated by the Laksharasa, they are painted with red black, through his feet, he is a Padhapar, he drinks through his feet and when he is kicked, through his, uh, through his feet, he drank that laksharasa, and later then he uh, brought it forth out through his mouth in the form of these red flowers which look like corals, he proved therefore that he is indeed a padapa, whether the other trees are padapas or not, he clearly surely a padapa. This is Samarapungva understanding of the Ashoka. I would have liked to cover all the Doka, the that. Uh, were there in the beginning Patya but uh, time will not be sufficient. And since the majority of the Dhova the are trees that blossom in Vasanta, it's not fair that uh, we leave out the other seasons. So, I will not cover all the Dhova the rikshas. we will cover as many as possible. Next, I move on to the mango tree. The mango tree again, um, it permeates every aspect of painting, poetry, sculpture and so on. The most famous verse may be, uh, which would be quoted is this one from the Kumar Samaha, which also gives us a prasiddhi or a kavi Samaya. The verse says, Chutang Kashaya Umsko Kilo, Manasvini, Mana There is a Kaviprasinthi, there is a poetic conceit which says that in the uh, the, the cuckoo is in the spring season. The mango blossoms in the spring season, it puts forth New pallavas, new uh, sprouts as well as flowers in the spring season. And uh, because the mango, you know, this is the boring, mundane, sciencey part of it. Because the mango plant belongs to a family called the Nakadiaceae, the same family as the cashew. It is a tree where the branches and leaves are full of certain kinds of alkaloids which make the leaf and uh, flower so on to be very acrid to the taste. The taste that is called Kashaya or Odachu in Kannada. Now, in Kaviprasidhi since uh, foods that are astringent or acrid are said to be good for your throat, you take medicines that are astringent, is that this cuckoo who sings sweetly in the uh, spring season and who needs to sing a lot in the spring season, he protects his throat by taking this potion, this kashaya in the form of the chutangura. He eats the uh, sprouts of the mango plant and therefore clears his throat every now and then. That is the uh, Kavi Prasith he used here. Chudam Kuraswara Kashayakantha Kumsko Kilo. So, uh, the Mahakavi has noticed that it is the male cuckoo uh, who sings and not the female cuckoo, but Vyasa has also noticed that before. Kumsko uh, Kilo and Mathuram Chukku Those sweet cooings of the male cuckoo that happened after he cleared his throat with, uh, by eating the Chudam You know what that is? That, that call of his, that cooing of his. Tadeva Jatam Bachalam Smarasya. Those are the words of Manmatha that is capable of mollifying the minds of Manaswini's, of proud lovers who have gotten into a tiff and gone away. That will be the mollifying words of Manmatha. Um, This this picture has, uh, I had much trouble finding a picture with both the kokila and the amra in it, but that is not a kuls kokila, that is a female kokila. You will forgive me, Kalipasa will forgive me. And that is an image of a Shalafranjika from Rajasthan and you can see that both the earrings that she is wearing and the bow that is bent over her are laden with mango fruits. So some of the names of the mango plant, one of the names is Kireshta, which means that which is the favorite of the parrot, Shukeshtha, Kirapriya, Kireshta, all of these are names of the mango plant which I think are lovely descriptive names. Another beautiful verse, there there, there is is no dearth of poems in the Sanskrit as Tavya Canon, which mention the mango or refer to the mango or use the mango in one way or the other. However, this one verse is enough to cover everything that can be said about it. This is a recent verse, it is from Jagannatha Pandita. That sculpture again is the Yakshi Ambika from Ilora and you can see that she is sitting in the shade of a mango tree both in uh, the sinhala sri lankan tradition and in other parts of india they believe that the name amba of the mango uh, is of some local origin and the goddess Ambika or Ambika, as they would say is the Adishthatri uh, Devata of the Amra tree. So they, they give that kind of yudhvati saying the Amva, Amva is how Ambika came about and they take it very seriously. They won't cut branches of mango trees easily, they won't chop down a mango tree and so on. Let us look at this beautiful verse from Pandita Raja Jagannatha, this deserves to be sung. Mm. आ Phalasthutim Jalam Abhut Tannari Kelantaram Aakarnyamra Phalasthutim Jalam Abhut Tannari Kelantaram Prayah Jatam Shamatpun bata jamvun gatama ho. Shamatpun bata jamvun Gatamaho ho. Maat serbiyado shadi. This is a poem that actually isn't about the mango at all. But it says everything about the mango. It says, Amra Having heard all these people singing the praises of the mango, Doshat, because of intolerable jealousy, what happened? What happened to all the other fruits? tan nari The insides of the coconut turned into water because of jealousy. Prayaha, panasaha. The jackfruit got so jealous that his hair stood on an end and he became all thorny. What happened to melons and fruits like the cucumber, they they dried out and they split into two out of jealousy. What happened to the banana, if you look at the bunch of bananas as they are hanging from the tree, they bent their head with shame. What happened to the grapes, their face became small. What happened to the jambu or the uh, rose apple, its face turned black because of jealousy that it felt towards the mango. And in this excellent verse, Jagannatha is telling us about all of these fruits along with uh, the mango in a very imaginative way. Moving on, I think we shouldn't finish our dohada with just the mango and the ashoka. Let us move on to another pan-India tree. I am just surprised why we call the uh, subcontinent and the larger Hookhanda as Jambudvipa. And if this is Jambudvipa, how can there be a Plakshatvipa somewhere else? The largest number of ficus varieties are found in the subcontinent, which not matched by South America, it is not matched by the African countries, but still, some other piece of land is called Vipa. Uh, and we are called Jambudvipa. Uh, this time, I have chosen a verse from the Gaha Sataseh. This is a uh, the picture is relevant to the point, the picture of the bird. The other picture is a bodhi tree, which is a, a growth tree being adored by the devout Rodhas. That is from um, Sanchi. Let us look at this verse. <speaking in Spanish> Asium satanum sukhawa bay, but the paranessary, but the paranessary would पत्ता Vindami. फॉर comprehension, हसितम सहस्त्र shushka शुष्क वट शुष्क शुष्क वटम उपगच्छता उपगच्छते शुष्क वटम उपगच्छती पत्थी के पत्रफल पत्रफलानाम उठीने so what happened was there is this tired traveler who has come from far in the hot sun, and at a distance he saw a vineyard tree, and it seemed to be full of flower and fruit, and he was so happy. He was so happy at seeing the nearby vineyard tree that full of flower and fruit where he could get uh, shade that he clapped with joy. And when he clapped, all the parrots that were in the tree flew away, so, proving that it was a bare tree. There was there were no leaves in the tree, there were no fruit in the tree. It was just the green parrots with their red beaks that looked like the leaf and fruit of the tree, and this poor pathika who clapped, drove away with the little shade that he could have got from those birds. Moving on, another verse, not such a happy one. Tasya prasahya tasya prasahya Show Tasya Prasahia to the young, Saudhatalam bibheh prana tahe tumapi asadham तुम Raja was heartbroken after Indumati's death. So heartbroken, and the kind of malaise that he had was something that no doctor could cure. And the uh, Mahakavi describes the depth of his grief in a very telling verse. Shoka Shanku Tasya, Hridayam asahya Plaksha Pradoha Sauthataram Iva Viveda. Prananta Hetumavitam Bhishajam Asadhyam Labham Priyanagamane Tvaraya Sameh. So, the, the, the manner in which grief pierced the heart of Ajah was the fashion in which a fig sapling would pierce deep into a wall when it, is, when it is, you know, a seed will go and it will fall on the wall, it will start germinating, it will go deep into the wall and create cracks in the wall. And while on top of the wall, uh, you, you may see just a small sapling, there may be three or four leaves. However, when you uproot it, you will find that there will be six feet of roots uh, deep inside the wall. They, they create much damage. And the depth of the grief the grief was like a stake that was pierced through Aja's heart. And after that, prana anta mafitam It was impossible uh, for uh, the doctors to, to bring him back because all he was looking forward to was going and being united with his beloved. He wanted to go and be united with Indumati, if not in this world, in the other. That is a picture of Laksha, That is uh, Laksha going through a wall. Moving on, let us move on to another, the Dohada This is a very common tree, with, especially in South India, it grows easily with light branches. Those of us who have hazarded, climbing on what seemed like strong branches of a Champaka, tree have fallen and it, it's not very trustworthy. If you remember the Dohada Ritis that we heard, the Dohada for Champaka was that if, it, if somebody comes and laughs in front of it, the Champaka is set to flower. Um, there is a, there is incidentally, uh, there is a Sampikey street, Sampikey road in Bangalore also. Can anybody tell me where on Sampikey road can you find uh, Sampikey flower? Oh, there are hardly two sampigays on Sampikey road actually. Uh, there are two Sampigay trees on Sampikey road and neither of them bears flower. If you want a Sampikey flower, you have to go outside Asha streets where people are selling Sampikey flowers which are brought from Magadi and Madhur. Um, there, are, there are two kinds one, one is a darker variety and one is a lighter variety the lighter variety in the vernacular is called the China Champaka no Sanskrit doesn't make the distinction they speak about a Svarna Champaka or a Hema Champaka Krishnani this verse is from Sri Harsha's Mahishadha mm-hmm. mm-hmm. जिंबदी पांत पतंग हिमसनी अपुंडिया कर मानी अलीकर चल चला वेलो This is from the first chapter when Nala goes and he looks at a Udyanvara and there is the Vasantavarananda. He is looking at this garden. This is before he has met the Hamsa, before he has gotten familiar with the and so on. So it is a popular Kavi Samaya again to use the clusters of Champakas to describe them as a row of lamps. Because the champakas with their corners and the color look like a series of lamps have been lit up. And uh, Sri Harsha is his usual very complicated style, he, he packs so much information into uh, four lines. So, what he says is, Champaka Koraka Valithi, the rose of champaka buds or flowers, Shambara Aye Validipika, Validipika Haiwa, Yellow They appear to Nala like these are lamps lit in honor of Manmatha, the god of love. Why, why why, should lamps be lit? Because he is victorious. He has managed to win over the hearts of all of these weak, vulnerable people who have gone and fallen in love. And therefore, as a sign of his victory, these the Champaka is blossoming. They look like lamps lit in honor of his victory. But those lamps are also like lamps that have burnt the moths in the form of lovers. This is, uh, this is a less familiar trope in Sanskrit, poetry of using the idea of the Shalabha or the moth for a lover and uh, this is used more in Persian poetry where the shama and the parvana, the flame and the love the flame and the moth are a metaphor for unrequited love here so these when you have lamps lit they attract moths, moths come and hover over the lamp sometimes they get burnt up so he says that these champakas are like lamps lit by Manmatha, which attract moths in the form of lovers and they get burnt and then for the shame of having burnt all those lamps there is soot applied on the uh, face of these lamps, and what kind of soot is, is it? It is soot in the form of the bees that hover around the lamps. I am not sure I clarified very well, but Sri Harsha is complex. Um, going on. So those were the Dohada trees that are described in the famous uh, Kagami Mamsa texts and in the Kavisamaya texts. This is a rare case of a Dohada that, that is not recorded, like the Kadamba and the Keteta. The Dohada for Dadima is neither recorded in the Kagami Mamsa texts nor do we find it in the Brikshaveda texts, which sometimes give extra Dohadas. This is a familiar plant, it is a pomegranate. Um, so this from the same uh, circle, the, the first circle of Naishadha. Um, apparently, the uh, pomegranate tree will bear flower and fruit if you offer fragrant incense fruit, if you write like agarbattis or dhupa in front of it, when it is dhupod that is the roha for the pomegranate tree. And uh, Nala says that these uh, inverted uh, pomegranate fruit on the tree remind him of the beautiful Ramayati's breasts and they are turned upside down. It looks like they... they and because dhupa has been offered, for, so that they will flower and so that as a, some form of manure, it, they look like um, pots or pitchers who are hanging upside down from the trees doing tapas like rishis would do tapas hanging over fire or hanging over smoke so that they can attain the form and the loftiness that Dhamayanti has. Another <coughs> verse. Again, a complex verse from Sri Harsha. Now come to think of it, I, I, why did I choose Sri Harsha? Um, this verse is describing what the pomegranate that was being written by a parrot looks like, and to it, I'm happy that I can find a picture kim it. So it is a, it is a complex pen picture that he paints. So what is happening, Nala is looking at the Dadima tree, with the Dadima fruit, with the parrot sitting on the fruit, eating the fruit with its curved red beak and he says what this reminds me of, it reminds me of a four lover, a four lover whose heart is being eaten into by the flower, by the curved arrow made of a palasha which looks like a parrot's beak, which has been shot by Manmatha. That is the uh, import of this verse. Further, there are other elements of similarity. The dadima tree, the pomegranate tree, has small thorns on it. They are not very sharp. They are fairly long. Are, but it has prickles in it. And the idea is that when has arrow shot the girl's heart, she was thrilled at the memory of her lover. And all her hair stood on her neck. So she was also prickly. So there are two, two elements to complete the metaphorical frame. Moving on. This, okay, this is an exquisite poem from uh, This is not a very familiar tree here in Bangalore, though there are few specimens. This is called the ironwood, Vesuva Feria, Nagakesar. And it is found in the western Ghats in plenty. And the verse that he uses is Galatparadam Brahmibham Gibhivi Patat Prasatta Bhangavali Nagakesaram. Galat-paragam brahmi-bhangitthi ki patat Prasat-bhindhavani naga-kesaram Sir, maara-nara-achanikharshana-skalatu Jvalatkanam shanamiva yellow-kate So, he is looking at the naga-kesara flower with, There are no bees in my picture I couldn't bring them to the picture He looks at the naga-kesara flower With its big bright yellow corona of stamens And then he sees the bees hovering around it And what does it remind him of? The bees look like the arrows of Manmatha, they look like the messengers of Manmatha and the Nakakesara flower looks like a grindstone or a redstone on which you sharpen these arrows and as the bees are going past it, so when you sharpen an arrow, there are sparks flying around and the halo the of uh, filaments looks like the sparks that flew out from the stone. This is a very picturesque description of Shri Harsha. So let us move on to another dohada Ruksha now for a change. The ketaka is supposed to have its dohada when, in the rainy season, and uh, the ketaka is known in Canada the ketika. It is a screw pine of the pantanus. Uh, the old poets knew a lot about it. Uh, even from fairly long ago, they, made, they could make a distinction between the male ketaka and the female ketaka plant. They knew that it is the um, male ketaka that, that uh, bears the bigger flower, the more prominent flower, the fragrant flower. This verse is from the Sheshupalavatha uh, at the Raivataka mountain in the 6th When Krishna, along with his retinue, comes to the Raivataka mountain, all the 6 Ritus are so excited that they all come turn by turn and they want to please him. And uh, so there is a description of how there was the avirbhava of all 6 seasons, one after the other, at the Raivataka mountain. From there, I have chosen this uh, verse on the Ketaka plant. Mm-hmm. The Lakshama Laksheta. We rather than the Lakshama Laksheta. Spurita Pingam Ribbets have we get a dumb. We Uga than the Lakshama Laksheta. Spurita Pingam Ribbets Krishashikam. So here we see a cluster of the Ketaka flowers but when it is used for worship and when it is used generally as a fragrant material, you take it apart and each petal of the Ketaka looks like a crescent moon and it is this image that Magha has employed here. He says that the petals of the Kevda or the Ketaka (coughs) look like bits of crescent moon that have fallen from the sky. Why did they fall? Because when does the Ketaka flower? It flowers in the rainy season when there are rumbling clouds. Because of the mutual uh, friction between the clouds, they they hit each other so violently that they dislodge the moon from the sky and bits of the crescent moon fell down. And why is the image appropriate? Because the Ketaka is curved and it is bent, white like a Dviradadanta Varaksham. It is white and curved like a piece of ivory, like an elephant's dust, or like the moon. Spurita bhinga dugacham ketakam. Further, the moon has a kalanka on it. The moon has a mark on it, which in the west resembles a rabbit, and in the east resembles both a rabbit and a deer. And here he says, that the drungas the bees that were hovering around the Ketaka petals were, were creating the illusion of the, chana, the the stain in the form of a deer that is there in the moon and uh, so, the, so the petals of the Ketaka flower they appeared like pieces of crescent moon that have fallen down from the sky another verse, this verse is from the Yatra Prabandha of Samarapongavadikshita it is a well-known prasiddhi that the Ketaka flower cannot be used to worship Shiva and there is a story corresponding to that and uh, uh, Samarapun Vadikshita endorses that story he says of course whoever said that said it right you should never be used to worship somebody like Lord Shiva why? Bhajathah chapalodaye Rajasa, rajasah padushayati swasevino pichi Pramathesa padarchane nishedhah bhavata ketaka yuktameva meva mani Oketaka, I think that you have been forbidden from being used to worship Lord Shiva, that is most appropriate, yukta melo mani, why? Bhajataha. da ye rikasa, when do you blossom, when do you bear fruits, the moment somebody is a sycophant, it praises you, the moment there is a streak of lightning, which is chapala, which comes and goes, you are happy and you bloom. Rajasa, yati, nopi, the people that appreciate you, that come and pluck your flower, those who come and appreciate you, you, Rajasa, yati, you cover them with pollen and therefore besmirch them. You're such an ungrateful person, surely, Therefore, the fact that you're forbidden from worshipping Shiva, I think, is very correct, very appropriate, is what Samarapumba Dishrita says. Moving on. I, I think I've uh, finished all the verses that I had. Um, there are many more, both Dohada the brikshas and other Brikshas. I would have loved to discuss the other uh, plants of the Vata, uh, Lakshas and so on family and how they feature frequently in poetry. There is a lovely verse in the Raghuvamsha where Rama and Sita come back uh, in the Pushpaka Vimana and uh, then they see all these old roots. They see Elders and advisors who were there from Dasharatha's time. And Rama, first he greets them with a smile, then he greets them with a uh, soft word saying, How are you? How are you? Fine, and then he goes and embraces them or something. And why he very tentatively went step by step greeting those people is because of the passage of age they had grown old and they had beards like the Plaksha tree and he couldn't recognize any of them. So there is a Plaksha reference in that uh, lighter sense used by the Mahakavi. Um, The examples I have left out are much more than the examples that I have used. And in uh, Samara own Kavya, we find remarkable things such as in the 17th century and I suspect this may be the first reference available, he refers to the mangroves of West Bengal as the Sundari rikshas. And what we now know as the Sundarbans, I suspect this must be the first textual reference for it. Similarly, he is one of the uh, the early ones to note that the Ketaka and the Ketaki were separate. it, it would be unforgivable that somebody discussed the, uh, the flora of India, if you did not discuss the shalmala and the palasha, I have left out both, but that will maybe be for another day. And uh, given maybe we could cover the flora of each ritu in one talk and still not cover everything that one wants to. However, uh, I would just have to say that like the Kalambakoraka or the sthali pulaka, a little will have to be a sample of the proof of the value of the great that was left. Thank you.